This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Shake Them Ropes 2, Electric Boogaloo. Jeff Hawkins here with Chris Novembrino. Chris, the, the, pressing co- uh, the, the pressing question for everybody, can you do a southern accent? <laughs> you want me to do a southern accent? Oh, man? okay. Time for context. Um, turns out one of the reasons that Vince McMahon was low on our boy Luke Harper is that he asked him to do a southern accent and he couldn't do one. And he's been he holding just, that grudge for four do years. Yosemite Sam and, he should do Yosemite Sam and see if Vince knows whether or not that's a southern accent. Well, Tarnaces! I, I, I read that. That was in this week's Observer that, that he had... Can Vince do a southern accent? Oh, he can do he can do what he thinks is a southern accent. No, because, he can do like a, an offensive caricature of a southern yes, accent. Yes, because he but went can to... can he actually do one? But then he hides behind that he went to school in North Carolina and stuff while he does it. No, I don't, I don't know. But the, the funny thing was, you know, it's... Well, he can't do a southern accent. And then four years later when they were pitching ideas, he's like railing about... Can't even do a southern accent. I'm just like, dude, it's funny. The that guy's from New York. It's funny that, yeah, he's from upstate New York. Or yeah. Rochester, yeah. Yeah, he's from Rochester, yeah. Oh, Rochester. Um, I, I've dealt with this in acting, though, before. So I, I view Vince as just a, a nut job casting director. Because I, I told the story when it originally happened. I've had two auditions like this, but the one that's more, most... No, I went in for a Guinness ad during the World Cup, or like right before the World Cup, and I was supposed to play a soccer hooligan. I'm like, great, okay, fine, as long as it's just a look audition, because on my resume, it does not say British accent, Irish accent, <laughs> Cockney accent. I I don't speak Spanish, which is the second. Did you one have to I go oi oi oi? Because because um, uh, I'll get to it because um. Little Caesars had this nasty habit, whoever ran their auditions, of, hey, can you also speak Spanish? Because we don't want to have to pay for the second. I go, I can't. Why Why did you even call me here? But I go in, or I, 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 get, the, uh, I get the casting thing, and it's on, a, it's on that lovely time of Saturday morning at 10.30 a.m. when you know every casting director sleeps until 11 and won't be rolling in until 11.30, and you're not going to get out of that audition until noon. But I asked my agent, I go, look, I don't speak with a British accent. He goes, don't worry. They said it's a non-speaking role. Okay, great. I'll go in for a look-see because I can look like a soccer hooligan. I, I, you know, I have the look. I can do that. I go in there. You know, first thing they say, hey, and in a British accent, can you start talking like this? It's like, what the? And then I go out and, and the woman running it goes you know you really should work on that i go lady you have thousands of british people in la trying to act if you wanted to cast a british person get a british person i i I could not believe i was getting yelled at for not having a british accent you know sure a lot of people can do that that's not one of my skills that's why i don't lie on my resume that's why everybody in the world out here lies on their resume about what they can do because you never want to say no to an opportunity, blah, 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 blah. 
I'm pretty honest about what I can and can't do, and I cannot do a good British accent. Yeah, I think a lot of Americans aren't particularly good at doing a British accent. And southern so. accents sound stupid unless you can do well, it. Well, you have to be specific about a southern accent, right? Like what, the like Texas mid-Atlantic Virginia? different from, yeah. like, North Carolina or okay. South Carolina accent True. or, like, Tennessee. Yes. I mean, or if you're talking deep south, you go into Louisiana, you get, like, the southern affect, but obviously some of the Cajun is in there as well. Like, I mean, Alabama different affect yes like these are all different places with different regional accents that yes some of them most of them have long a's and that sort of thing long soft a's padna like you know you're rolling your h's and that sort of thing but it's more than that it's just complicated um and and they're unique and so when you say do a southern accent like it does just end up being kind of like yosemite sam or foghorn leghorn I would have loved if he had just looked at, if Luke had looked at this and gone, well, do you want mid-Atlantic twang or Alabama or Cajun or what What region of the South? In fact, in fact, uh, give me a geographical uh, area you'd like. <laughs> I mean, I, I, have a mid, I have a mid-Atlantic twang I, I get into whenever I end up back in Virginia for some reason. You know, Can we also just ruminate on the fact that Vince hates Southern accents generally? Like, it's a thing he didn't like about Jeff Hardy or AJ Styles for a long time. Oh, well, yeah, well, it was it was because of Bray, mostly, I think. I think they just wanted the whole act to be able to speak Southern. Yeah, uh, it's just, it's funny. And uh, follow-up to our Leo Rush story, Sean Rossap, our friend over at Fightful, uh, had an interview with him. Um, says he can't make road expenses on his salary. Uh, says he thought it was bad optics to hand out water as a African-American to a mostly white crew. Um, says he wasn't getting any merchandising money either. So there are rumors that he... Oh, and that there's someone on the roster he used to work with at Ring of Honor that's trying to get him fired. So he is being rumored to be moved over to 205 Live or NXT... Uh, it's also been reported by Fightful that he was offered a $300,000 a year contract and he asked for six. Chris, any lingering thoughts? Anything you want to delve into on this? Yeah, so before I heard any of those other headlines, the thing that I had heard about is that Leo Rush thinks that he should be an inspirational baby face. (laughs) And I just thought that that was so unmoored from good common wrestling sense and even his own professional experience in the company because his strongest booking was when he was first being debuted on 205 Live long before all this Lashley stuff, which I admit is is obviously stupid and they clearly got uninspired with the Lashley gimmick along the way here. But on 205 Live, he had this very long extended white suit entrance and he had like sunglasses on. He had wristwatch. I he mean, was South. Guy... He was South Miami Cash. That's what he yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. And it took a long. It was almost a little Razor Ramon too. It took a long time to get to the ring. He had to take off all the stuff. That was everything. my favorite part of it. That was my favorite part. Yeah. The extended. I got to take my watch off. I got, it was such old school heel heat. Classic. Yeah. Classic heel heat. And. They got away from that relatively quickly. I mean, I, you could have pared that down, but they just abandoned that. I thought that that was the fundamental mistake in this character. But 
Leo should be able to see the writing on the wall here. What he's supposed to be is an unbelievably fast heel who is really good. And, and you are always left wondering, I wonder how good this guy would be if he wasn't a jerk. Um, and then you build to that big Leo baby face push, but he needs to be established as the bad boy first. He's a natural jerk. And he's a natural bad boy. And that's hard. Which is in that jerk component. Yes. And that's hard if it doesn't come to you naturally. But there have been so many people where it comes to them naturally, and they are so good. Like Buddy Landell, Tully Blanchard, guys like that, they just naturally came off as jerks. So that all they had to do was tweak it up a little bit for the wrestling part. Um, the one thing I think he is dead set on, the, he was saying he wasn't getting any merchandising money um, from from the Lashley merchandise. That that's is nuts, all because his the, like, catchphrases. The Lashley, Lash, like that's literally his catchphrase. So, and, and they hyphenated in everything, and even the all in space mighty, like that's the way Leo pronounces it. So I, it, it is crazy if he's not getting any money off of that. Uh, NXT TakeOver is set for June 1st, location yet to be announced, which is amazing because it's less than a month away. Where do you want it to be held? I thought it might, I thought that was the, they were originally going to do a Sacramento show, and then I guess I they I think they should hold it in it. Dallas, if they haven't played it out yet, why not just do it in Dallas, I'm saying. Oh, they're, oh, I don't know if you know this, they're running Raw, like, right before the G1 in Dallas. <laughs> like that same week, and it, it's gonna just it's gonna flood the market. If you, if you're in Dallas around, what is it Fourth of July weekend? You're gonna get all the wrestling you can handle because they're running a show. TNA is running a show. That's New right. Japan is running a show. Yeah. Oh, it's Lord. Be fun. No, it's gonna be great. Oh, it's it's great for like a guy like you who will probably go who to all Dallas. three shows. Yeah. 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 I mean, probably not, honestly, probably not Raw. Raw will probably be expensive, but mm-hmm. uh, I'll definitely be at the New Japan G1 show, so if you want to meet your pal Novi, you can do that at the G1 show. I may uh, may have a hookup for you at the G1. Uh, we'll talk later. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> so, I, you know, I don't know where I'd want it. I mean, where, where's a city that hasn't really had a takeover that's hungry for a takeover right now? I mean, the Dallas is, I, I mean, the thirst here, I, honestly, I go out on the street and the buzz is electric. They <laughs> they want to take over. Well, they had Houston. Um, that was close. Yeah, but the mean streets of Dallas, like the buzz on the streets was Houston's not close enough. Also, Houston sucks. Dallas rules. Okay. And so, and we want, we want to take over here. All right, cool. Um, Yeah, no, I'm, I, I think this, I think this will probably end up maybe even at full sale or another maybe slightly bigger arena in Florida. Um, I just don't see with with this many weeks out that they're going to go far away from home. No, I, I bet you they probably end up at full sale for this one. Hmm. Taking it back old school, as they say, because of... That would be kind of cool, though. You know, yeah. Do, do the, the home field or whatever. They'll find a way to gussy it up and make it seem cool. So where do we want to start this week since I'm running the show with the results? Well, you're running the show with the results, so I feel like it makes a lot of sense for you to start. Oh, but I always, I always, I always, uh, I always kind of, uh, like you're, you're inverting this. Like you're, you're trying to, you're being like a dump truck. You're trying to put the onus onto me. Uh, It's on on you to, it's on you to make these decisions. Okay. 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 We uh, will, I'll do my usual second strongest, uh, weakest and then strongest. So, okay. 
NXT UK this week. Um, I loved that Walter versus Jordan Devlin match. I, I did. I, it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, but it was still pretty damn good, I thought. Yeah, it was still pretty good, right. I, I That's kind of where I came in on it. It was not quite as devilish and tricky as I wanted it to be. Devlin had a hard time getting that top rope Devlin side yeah. and having a reset and go for it again. Uh, like, it was a very strong match up until we got to the finishing spots, which he just didn't nail. But I, I liked the story of the match. I liked that Devlin had a strategy. He went for Walter's leg. He knew that he needed to create some sort of equalizing effect, so he had to take out that leg. Walter was showing the signs of that later. I like that when Walter goes for the powerbomb, I mean, he dumps his weight onto Devlin, and there's also kind of the implication there that Walter did not want to stay on that leg after hitting that powerbomb. Like, that was about where Walter's leg was at in terms of, like, carrying weight, even with Devlin at that point. I, I like that. All, all this stuff came together, but to your point, eh, not... It could have been more. A it could have been action. more, but it was... But remember, this is this is an access crowd, probably yeah. on a Saturday morning still, yeah. or a Sunday morning. Um, the, the one bonus that wasn't all it could be was it leaves something on the table for a real NXT UK crowd. That's, and I think the NXT UK crowd is, are the people who deserve it, quite frankly. I, I don't want, I, I don't want the NXT UK championship matches that are just knocked down, blow away, just being the products of NXT takeovers in the States. It's tricky balancing the tapings with the timings of the errands. Right. Yeah, but they're so, also like, trying to grow it. With, they're trying to grow it with necessitated a little bit more. But to your point, where you're actually doing the tapings makes it kind of hard to have that kind of match at that point. One other just small observation: if he's the Irish ace, shouldn't his jacket have a club and not a spade? Just I'll, putting that out I'll, there. I'll, I'll I'll let that uh, I'll let that simmer a bit. There you go. Um, no, but I, I just think you're trying to cultivate this UK crowd, and they're going to feel ripped off if you keep taking the great matches and putting them on in the States. That's true, too. Sure. Um, I guess the guy of the week to watch, because he was on two different shows, was Mansoor. And uh, NXT UK, this taping, which was What an interesting of... story this man is having. He, I When we first saw him at that first Saudi Arabia show, mm -hmm. I frankly didn't think that any of those fellows in the ring were going to translate too much in terms of in-ring in talent. And I left this week going, wow, this Mansoor guy is someone who clearly understands what wrestling is about. He gets it. He's learning the WWE style, and even within those confines, he's getting what all of this is actually about. He, he's a decent wrestler, man. He really is. He's I like him bad. as a face, and I like him as a heel. Yeah, I I, I was, uh, it's weird, because I was watching NXT, I was like, didn't I just see this? Oh, yeah, that's right. He was the right. heel against Banks here. Yeah. Um, I liked him against Banks here. I, I liked him being a jerk, and, and his selling was really good. I think that this guy is, is willing to really take lumps as evidence in NXT US. Good Lord. <laughs> let's uh let's uh, let, let let's put that in our in our pocket yes. here in our pocket because we'll i want to i want to compare i want to compare the two sellings uh between mansoor on nxt uk and then on on regular nxt but did you like him as a heel selling uh yeah i did i liked it i, I liked it really, i thought he was really good as a heel selling yeah his heels uh, well my point was gonna be i think his heel selling was better than his babyface selling 
Interesting. Okay, I am going to push back against that, but we're not doing that. You need to holster it. You need okay. to holster it, Jeff. Well, holster I, it. I told you. Put it up. Put it up. Damn you. Uh, Piper Niven defeated Reina Gonzalez. I am a fan of Reina Gonzalez. I think she is the type that needs to be on a house show circuit working 20 to 30 minute matches every night. Um, in a different She's company. She's so Stan Hansen. It's yes. awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's great. She's so surly and mean. I love all the trash talking. I'm sure there's some people who go the other way on it. No, I'm funny. fine with it. No, that's great. It's awesome. I, I almost think they're pushing the wrong person. Reyna, she's still got some work to do, but she's, she's got it. Yeah, she's, she's, she's six got one, the star power. Which is yeah. awesome also because yeah. you don't get yeah. women that tall. Um, I, I, I would love to see in a future showdown between her and uh, Rhea. Because Rhea's oh, yeah. tall, too. Yeah. Just just having one of those Brody Hansen type of just slobber knocker type things. Um, I like Piper Niven a lot. Uh, Piper was really good in that first uh, May Young classic. Got over huge with the crowd. Could be something where a more tonally adept WWE could really push her as a positive influence. But they don't do that character well. So I want them to stay the hell away from it and just let Piper Niven grow in, in NXT UK, I think. Yeah, ditto. I almost thought that Piper had to do a little too much selling here. Yeah, I, a bit. Because they're they're trying to make her strong. It's like a weird pairing because Reyna's like, in my opinion, just someone you need to be growing out. Well, it's it's weird because on, on all these tapings, it was, it was NXT UK superstars versus NXT US... B or C team. And and so it was one of those things where where at the same time they want to put over these NXT UK guys, they want to give give the kids a chance to have a little bit of shine. So it it, it comes off as weird and we'll we'll also get into that with the Kushida debut. Um but yeah, it's it's <laughs> Yeah, that was weird. I, I I think it's just one of those weird things they have of wanting to be fifty fifty with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And never gets over anybody as, you know, really, really special. So, I mean, oh, sure, they win, but, you know, you get beat the up. The specialness never lasts, yeah. I think, is the issue. You know, like, Ric Flair always feels special, whereas I, I think, you know, that obviously that's a long-term arc, but, like, you have a hard time making people, like, if Gold does showed up here, he'd feel special, wouldn't he? Um, and, and I think they just have a hard time even getting people to that level of specialness sometimes. Well, the closest they've gotten, I think, is is Pete Dunne, and he's looks to be getting oh, yes. a rematch with Certainly. Walter, and they, they set that up to end the show. Um, I thought a solid episode of NXT UK. Uh, the backstage stuff, eh, you know, you had uh, your... That secondary the, Oh, the Gallus promo. Was and the Gallus promo. Yeah, the Gallus promo. Looking at the river and going like, this river sucks and it's ugly. Yeah. It's an ugly <laughs> oh, river. Oh, jingoistic, yeah. jingoistic heat. Come on, Chris. It's a staple of wrestling. Mm. We're like this ugly river. All right. So two bad metaphors. Yeah. 205 Live. The return of the Singh Brothers as a tag team. My God, these outfits. Yes. <laughs> Those... I, I love them. a lot they're of like, pelvic, a lot of pelvic shaking on, on <laughs> in this they're match. like pelvic shakers from outer space. 
Um, I, I, I think the Sing Brothers belong on 205 Live. I'd much rather... Oh, no, than... yeah, no, and I think this is the start of a tag team division being formed here over the next 12 months. So oh, I, 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 I would th- slow your roll on that. Okay, alright, alright, sure. Because we had tag teams for the first couple years of 205 Live, and they never gave them a division. We barely have stars on this 205 Live, so I mean. Oh, oh, no way! I mean, Tony Nese is clearly getting the star maker push right now. I liked Lince Dorado and Grand Metal League a lot. Um, you know, it wasn't a bad match. It, it, you know, it, and the Singh brothers will die for you, and and that's a good thing. I, I, uh, I respect no, the hell nice out of the Singh brothers. No, it was nice to see the brothers getting a little bit of offense for yes. change too. Yeah, because they because they're always geeks on the main roster. Always. No, this uh, you you when guys come down to two hundred five live, especially on the main roster where you do get geeked out. <laughs> Vince has found a way to make the cruiserweight division feel like this is more their place. Uh, I'll give him that. It's not the way I would do it, but Leo Rush, same thing. I think you come back down here and get momentum on two hundred five live very quickly. Uber baby face, white meat baby face, girls love him, baby face. Umberto Carrillo, congratulated on his win. Um, and Jack Gallagher says, we have business later, nothing personal. And they shake on it, and I assume we'll have a match when old Gallagher gets back after he gets beat by Gulak. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, the entrance of Brian Kendrick is interrupted by Mike Kanellis, and it becomes a tear apart between Akira Tozawa and him. Okay. I'm yeah, fine. this is I'm... bloodless. I, I'm very confused about where this story is going at this point. And, like, it's just, it's a lot of fighting at this point that really does need to translate to the ring. And I don't understand why, for both the Brian Kendrick and Mike Kanellis, it wouldn't be enough to have the match in the ring. Like, why does? Like, I, I don't get it. I just, like, I don't get a lot of what's going on in this story. I think, you know, I'm going to enjoy the the, the to- Tozawa on a no-DQ match, I think. I think the problem is they put, those okay. st- they put these stipulations in thinking, okay, this will generate the interest in this division because that's what the people want is these flying flippy-do guys to go through tables and whatnot a- as opposed to, say, logical storytelling. Yeah, I, I mean, I do think that what people want from these guys is ladder matches. I'll give you that. I, I think that people do want to see a little high flying off a ladder. Yeah, well, I mean, all the no DQ matches in 205 Live have been pretty darn good. I mean, that's, that's Cedric, true, too. That, that's yeah, no, they Cedric actually, one that they when they just do had. stiff matches, they're pretty sweet. Yeah. And then to end it, uh, Drew Gulak getting his uh, getting his title shot finally against Tony Nese. I, I, love, I love Drew Gulak. Um I liked this. I, I didn't love it. But I, liked I didn't it love it. I mean, I was comparing it to their other pairings, and yeah. I just think that this one of, what, the three or four is definitely in the bottom tier. Yeah, they. Tony Nese is not going to get over on the basis of great work. I'm sorry. No, no. I like his work a lot. I love his work. Helping gimmick. Yes. And to me, he always needed a manager or somebody else to help him out. I love the. What is it? The. Uh, athlete the uh the premier athlete the premier athlete gimmick is great it's a heel gimmick so you know give him give him an agent give him something um the running knees thing is just not a great baby face sequence it, it's okay as a signature spot not great as a finisher it's a heels finisher and it's a baby face signature spot i don't like him giving up as much offense as he did to Drew Gulak, because I really think the story of this match should have been 
No, Drew. There was a point where we were evil. We were equal. But and I guess there was a point. Or at least we've been hanging well. around so long that I've yes. learned your your game. No, no, right. We've been hanging around. We've been hanging around. But I have stepped up. Yeah. I'm at another level now. Yeah. Like I, I, what I needed to see more in this match was Drew going, and, and there was a little bit of this, but Drew going for things. Tony having answers and Drew looking stunned because he's seeing a new Tony niece. And this isn't the guy that he goofed out and like beat mercilessly going into that tournament. Like the first match, that was an awesome match too. Um, a year and a half ago or two years ago, that this is a new day. And now this is Tony and he's on top of the totem pole and Drew's going to have to work his way back up. I'm going to, I'm going to make a, a strong statement. I think if he were to come back here, I think Leo Rush could have a Neville-like run with this title. I agree. No, I completely agree. I, I think that he could take the title from Tony Nese, and I, what would actually be kind of stunning is if he took the title and was totally arrogant the entire match mm-hmm. and sort of just broke down Tony. I mean, now, granted, this is going to be like one of these shattering losses for Tony, and he's going to need to search himself because like, this is a pretty damaging loss. But, yes, if Leo came in here and dismantled the premier athlete and made it look easy and effortless. It was like, how did he do that? And now he's the champion. Yeah, I, I like that. You'd have, you'd have to give Nice the, it would probably have to be like after a title match where he's, cause you have to, you can't, you can't, you can't break him down from full strength. So, so give him an injury or something and then let, let Leo, Leo crush him. him. Yeah. yeah. That'd yeah. be interesting. And, uh, yeah, and that was 205, uh, which now has four people in the booth. No. 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 Let me just no. tell you, Jeff. No. From a captioner's perspective, that is the absolute worst possible setup. Oh, Captioning other than maybe people. five people? No, and I, I've heard that that's also miserable. Uh, but anything over three, from what I know, from what I've heard, uh, it is very, very tedious, and two is preferred, and you get better captions with two than you do with five. Aiden English. Great. He's good. <sighs> David Otunga. No. And Nigel McGinnis. Okay. I'm <laughs> just like... <laughs> Nigel can be good. I don't necessarily know he's always good on this show. Yeah. I. I, I yeah. It, it, this is... uh. This is Nigel at half speed a lot of yes. times. Yes, he's not always. This, this is, is overextended. This is overextended Nigel McGuinness because he's doing yes. NXT UK and NXT. Um, <laughs> interesting enough, Percy Watson not on this set of NXT tapings that happened yesterday. No other spoilers other than that. Showtime. Um, but the uh, the the commentator that they got not one of my favorites. So we'll go into that. Uh, I'll judge. Who, who are we getting? Who are we getting? Beth Phoenix. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to say. You're bearing Beth. I'm waiting until I hear her performance. I've heard her performance. So have I, but I'm I'm trying to not bury her. I'm trying to be I... hopeful that she she can be elevated oh, she'll by rise. Nigel. Yeah, that she'll elevate. She'll, she'll come out from the ashes. Yes. 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 I'm metaphoric. I know. I know. I. She didn't really add much to my enjoyment of the uh, May Young Classic or of uh, what the Evolution pay per view. So we'll see. We'll Maybe see she'll if... be good on something someday. You're right, Jeff. The hope springs eternal. Well, she may have been coached during this time. Okay. Why don't you be an optimist instead of a pessimist? I all am. Time? No, I. I you can't <laughs> call me Little Chrissy Sunshine. Oh, I, yeah. I, I got. Oh, I, yeah. I 
No, I was, I was looking at my mentions the other day. They were like, wow, little Chrissy Sunshine. Thank you for being the ray of positivity into this dark sphere that is Twitter. And I'm like, I will be your sun. I will be your beams of light and bring happiness and joy and mirth. And Why I, do you have to I, bring those negative waves, Moriarty? I'm, I'm not about that. I'm, I'm, it's all positive vibes all the time with your pal Novick. Oh, and now we get to the main event, NXT, starting with a six-person team match. Umberto Carrillo, Danny Burch, and Oni Lorcan versus the Forgotten Sons. Where was this match for the Forgotten Sons with a bunch of scrubs magoos like, I don't know, two or three months ago? Because this is all the storytelling I needed with the Forgotten Sons. In one, well, not, I still need them to actually have backstage characters, but in terms of the in ring personality, you have Wesley Blake, the high flying guy who's willing to take a little bit of a risk, Cutler, the mid sized guy, kind of the steady hand here, and then you got the power guy, Jackson Riker. They have a signature spot. They're all about stomping people, and they jump off the top rope and they stomp you. And with the Forgotten Sons, there's lots of boots, and they're going to stomp you into the ground. And, and, and like, I actually had a better sense of what these dudes were about than all of these other random-ass enhancement matches that they've been going through that have just been mishmashes for the last several months. I love Jackson Riker. I've turned, <laughs> I've turned the corner. I love this guy. Because this is a coherent match, and it works. It works. He yeah, is, I, he is just, bad. everything about him scares the crap out of me. Although him wearing trunks wasn't exactly my favorite thing in the world, but uh, other than that, I mean, but you know, somebody, somebody said, "Look at his legs." Quads. He's been blasting his quads, Jeff. <laughs> let the man show off his blasted quads. No, he does not skip leg day, as you so aptly put it last week. He doesn't. Um, those quads are blasted. And how dare you? Why would you want those underties? I, I found. Um, I really liked Danny Birch in this match. I liked that yes. he took the fall as well. I thought that was a smart move. I just because did. he had taken the beating and he had shown yes. so much fire during the beating that it made sense that he was ultimately the most worn down of the three and had to take the fall there. Yeah, I just didn't want Umberto Carrillo involved in that in that last final move. I would have rather this put could Oni also Lorcan be seed setting for the Oni split from Danny too, which they might be thinking about. Yeah, they might be thinking about that. Um, I want a Carrillo Riker feud. I think that would be a good way to get the kid off to a good start. Although I knowing like them, they, they although knowing them, they'd beat him. <laughs> right, right. This young kid Jackson Riker, I like what we got in him. <laughs> I'm gonna wait, make another bold statement. Young? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make another bold statement because uh, looking at that roster of tag teams on SmackDown, which now consists of Nakamura and Rusev. Heavy Machinery, uh, the Clones, and I'm I'm missing one, but they're they're not very good. Oh, the B Team. Mm. Mm. I could I could see the Forgotten Sons getting put on this thing if they don't if they don't ship the revival out to uh to uh Siberia there in SmackDown Land. I'm going to push back on you a little bit. I don't see the Forgotten Sons going to SmackDown. I see. The motorcycle experience going to SmackDown. <laughs> the biker experience. <laughs> the biking. It's the biking. The experience. biking experience. There you go. <laughs> and then they'll be called the biking raiders later. That'll be great. <laughs> It'll go. That doesn't look like Ivar and Eric. No, no, Vince, wrong, wrong. <laughs> um, 
Kathy Kelly conveniently catches up with uh, the horsewomen after they went through a barricade. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, no, but there's another thing that the horsewomen went through, which is the craziest tanning machine in the world. Yes. <laughs> Two of the three of them. Uh, I liked Shayna here. I liked her reactions. It was good. It was, yeah, it was good. It was good. I was really distracted by the tickets, but it was good. Uh, we got a uh, quote-unquote candid video from the PC, Bianca Belair. This is Belair. such a mess. Like, this guy, Robbie Brookside looks like an idiot going the best part What of are this, you doing, Bianca? What are you doing? The best you part of this, Bianca? the best part of this, Stokely Hathaway catching it on his phone. On the side there. I, I, I howled watching him be the one to tape this. But yeah, this was uh, the usual contrived at the PC. NXT High School is back, kids. You can't hear anything. It's totally washed out because they want it to feel organic. But more importantly than that, Mia Yim and Bianca Belair really didn't have anything in terms of dialogue. It was just right. Bianca going up there and going, get your name out of my mouth. Or the other way around, strike it, reverse it. Um, and that was the whole <laughs> promo. Yes, stewardess, I speak jive. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, well, I didn't yeah. do the. I didn't want to do the clap, but I, I was trying to like evoke it. Okay, no, I understand. Yeah, you, yeah, just, you, you just didn't the get the dismount. That... You just didn't get the dismount. It happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, the undisputed era with a promo. Um, I thought this was a great promo until they tried to shoehorn that uh, at ridiculous until Roddy dropped the ball. I was like, I was fine with a heel team saying, yeah, we've moved on. Yes, it should have been we moved on, but, like, they got ham-handed about yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I think this is a tell-don't-show moment. And, mm -hmm. and like, they, they chose to tell, and really, like, they really should have just let this kind of linger, where Adam's just always looking eyes askance when it comes to Roddy. And I he's did. always, yeah, he's always thinking about him. It, it, just a little bit skeptical. And Roddy is always super cool. The other part of that would have to be Roddy is like ultimate friend to Kyle O'Reilly and ultimate friend to Bobby Fish, and he's super tight with them. That way, when Bobby and Kyle betray him, it's like totally, it's totally jacked up. I liked Bobby Fish's reaction here. It's <laughs> like, dude, it was a joke. Come on, think about the timing, dude. I mean, it was perfectly logical. I, and then Kyle, Kyle, <laughs> watch it again and just watch Kyle the entire time. Because he gets those big eyes when, when Adam Cole says it. And he just kind of, okay, you're my friend too. I'm going to stay here and talk with you a bit, even though I don't know if I should walk away. I, that's what, uh, <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly is going to be the breakout star of the Undisputed Era. Yeah, I think there's a high likelihood that Kyle has to make a decision on who he's going to side with at some point, right? That'll be interesting. I, I would find that very interesting, especially if something happens like in a Fish and O'Reilly tag team match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That uh, would be interesting. And then finally, Dominic Dijakovic defeated Mansoor via... No, he ball. didn't defeat Mansoor. He, he murder-killed Mansoor in this match. Uh, that spot where he tossed him out of the ring, Jeff, I yes, have that was murder. Death. At my TV, in I was just like, there are a lot of expletives there. Is is really the best way I can describe my reaction to that spot. That would ordinarily lot. knock a guy out for a couple weeks, yeah. and you and you'd be playing that up. 
nope, gets back right back in the ring. I'm just like, God, I miss old school injuries. I miss old school injuries, but I will say this. What was interesting about this match is that Monsoor really had no business getting over with this crowd, but because he took such a murderous beating, and then that next suplex was just another beal. When that man kicked out at two, the crowd couldn't believe it themselves, and they started cheering for him. They started clapping for him. And, like, at first it was kind of weak, but towards the end they were actually chanting Monsoor, Monsoor. Like, they were actually pushing for this guy. It wasn't just ritualistic clap, 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 clap. They connected with this guy. This guy taking this massive beating got him over. I thought it was giving up a little too much offense to Dijakovic, or, or, or Dijakovic gave up a little too much offense here to Monsoor. I will say, his hop on Dijakovic's knee and then hit him with the kick, it's contrived, but he made it look really good. Yeah, I I just thought he didn't have much original offense for a fire-up spot. He wasn't doing a lot of fire-up for the crowd, and that's kind He's of what real, I wanted to see yes. a bit. That's where he's still learning the game. You got to remember, when was Crown Jewel? Was that yeah. first one, like a no, year no. and a half ago? You you have a good point, but but I'm going. I I told you I was going to compare his selling here to his selling at Access. I, I I think he wasn't reaching out to the fans. Like like there was not the reach out to me, give me your power. I need that second man. The crowd is what gives me my energy. I'm here. Like there wasn't that. And it was only through taking these, like, massive beatings and the crowd realizing, oh, no, this guy's so kicking um, that they were on board with it. He did go for a flying nothing at one point. Um, I'm not a fan of the flying nothing. I was kind of hoping there was going to be something there. And I'm with you. The babyface fire-up spots are a little cookie cutter. But his selling as a babyface is equally as good, in my opinion, as his selling as a heel. I just don't think his rallying. As a baby His rallying was good. was bad because it it was just nothing but the, the the forearms and then a kick. It's like give me something else there, kid. Give me a drop. You no, know, in the good eyes and and like the visual part of it, he has down like the selling, the body yeah. language. Yeah. that was good. The offense, though, still reflective of a guy who was only a couple years into wrestling. Yeah, they they should have. Uh, I wonder if it was that was called in the ring when he started to get over to give him another hope spot. That that's what I was starting to think. I, I I'm fairly certain it wasn't because they tend to stick to the script there. But uh, yeah, I wanted a little more fire. I wanted a little more playing to the crowd. I wanted a little bit more different offense when he fired up. Um, but yeah, no, he sold like a champ on that. Uh, and you know when you get when you get thrown out of the ring like that, you kind of have to sell that. Um, and then. Velveteen Dreams couch is rolled out. I am going. Uh, to... I love the Velveteen Dreams couch, but this national anthem, Jeff, how is it for you? I hated it. I thought it was it contrived. Was just not I... funny. You yeah. know what it was? It it was. Uh, my first thought was they're trying to make him into the Rock, and some writer had an idea. Mm. Some writer had an idea for this is my country or this is my land, so I'm going to write a national anthem. Why wouldn't it just be this land is your land and this land is dreams land? And then like, old I, Francis oh, Scott off key over here decides to try and sing, which he can't do. I thought I thought this was try hard as hell, and I did not like it. The crowd carried this and did not boo this into oblivion as they should have. But Jeff, when the founding fathers, when Ben no, you Franklin know what the- was writing the national anthem, this is not what he intended. 
I already made a Francis Scott Key joke, you son of a... No, um, <laughs> uh, the, I think the crowd automatically kicked into, we need to make this work, otherwise it's going to die a death on TV. I think the crowd was so into playing their role, so to speak, that they knew that they had to kind of bring this up from, from the ashes because it was going to die a death. The I thought it Murphy died. line was funny, but like there were eight lines in that, and only one of the rhyming couplets was actually laugh out loud funny for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I would um, much rather. So that he was, I of... mean, that's its biggest crime. Is I don't have a, I have any problem at all with using the national anthem if you can like come up with a reason why the dream would do that. I also thought that the making this about Dijakovic being like from over there, vaguely jingoistic. Yes, we're, yeah, we, we got very jingoistic in a way that's weird and that you never feel like the Velveteen Dream has earned. Um, and like, I don't necessarily want to see the Velveteen Dream come out in the red, white, and blue. I, I have a feeling like we're building to him kind of trying to Hulk Hogan his way into this match with Dajakovic. There were a couple things. I, I think Dream's strength is talking down to people. And yeah, I, th- I, th- I, th- I, I think this was more... We need him to be more of an entertaining babyface type of thing because he's he's the babyface in this feud, which is very weird because both him and and uh, I, I keep wanting to call him Dominic Dijak, but Dijakovic, Dijakovic. have both kind of gone between babyface and heel a couple right. of weeks. Although now I think Dijakovic is well established as a heel and they're trying to get um, Dream back on the babyface side after the Riddle feud. But this just felt like, man, we want to make him rock 2.0. So let what kind of goofy thing can we do for him? And I, I, I just, I, I kind of went, nope, that's that's a step too far. It's just an unearned step. I, I don't buy the Velveteen Dream as the hero of America. Now, just because he has the North American title, that's also not how North America works. America is but one of the three countries in North America. I think you nailed the dismount on that one because it looked like you were losing it for a moment. That's not what the country of North America is about. Um. <laughs> or no, I said the concept of North America. Like, the, oh, I think you said concept. Yeah, okay. no, there's, there's, there's the U.S. title. Um, that's for the United States yes. of America. You also but have the, the North, North American, American title yeah. is theoretically for Canada. Oh, I want, well. I want Canadian Velveteen Dream. Mm. There you go. Maybe that won't be too try hard, but it probably will be. Velveteen Dream in a Mountie outfit is at least enticing in terms of a visual. <laughs> or riding a moose, something. Yes. Yeah. Purple Mountie outfit. Purple. <laughs> the, the purple Mountie Majesty. Oh God, no! I can't end on that. No, don't maybe. All right, you can follow me at Crap Game Thirteen. You can follow Chris at Chris Novembrino. You can follow the show at Shake Them Ropes. You can sign up for our Patreon, Patreon.com/ShakeThemRopes. Chris, plug your other stuff. My other stuff, which will be back soon enough. Hey, first and foremost, I want to say thank you to a few listeners. A number of you actually reached out and signed up for the Patreon or sent donations through the PayPal link. And all that was awesome. My, my favorite message. Uh, th- there were other nice messages, too, but the one that actually made me laugh on the stairs. And almost made me fall down the stairs as I was reading the message. Um, reference that, that they sent me a certain amount of money and they said, now what, what I don't want you to do is go to the grocery store and buy more Windex. So 
to this person you have by solemn promise i will not be buying any more windex don't worry about the government name him by name at... name the man by name for god's sakes oh ken thank you ken it was very nice ken, ken. luther thank you very much well now you just uh, you might have invaded his privacy by doing that jeff you ever he, think about that huh he, well, huh? he follows us on twitter well, so, so that opens him up to all sorts of violations of privacy because he follows us on I'm Twitter. Not, I'm not violating Guys, HIPAA rules. I, I want people to follow the Twitter, which you can find at Shake Them Ropes. And don't worry, Jeff, uh, I don't actually have a way to not make you worry about that. Jeff apparently will stalk you if you follow us on Twitter. So there you go. Open up that door. See how that goes. You can follow me at C-H-R-I-S-N-O-V-E-M-B-R-I-N-O. I am more of a hardliner on the privacy side so you have my assurances there will be none of that nonsense not like jeff bad jeff who wants to stalk everyone on the shake that ropes account that's very bad of you uh don't worry about the government is on itunes it's on stitcher sign up for that all the family podcast is back just put it on a new episode so sign up for that on itunes as well jeff anything else i'll be back with a new co-host next week well this has been a good run bye <laughs>